This bachelor party's got a sniper on their tail. Today I'm talking about Prey. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about a German import that recently showed up on Netflix called Prey. And I thought it was not great, but I wanted to discuss why, because I think it's not good in interesting ways. So without further ado, let's get started. As profitable as the genre is nowadays, horror movies often have to address two problems, cell phones and the location. It's not a huge problem since your movie can take place in the past, or the spooky element either doesn't care about cell phones or can manipulate them. But if you make a modern horror movie, it's something you have to address. Likewise, a smart, a smart horror movie needs a reason people don't leave their haunted house. Either it doesn't matter because the person is haunted, or it is a logistical and financial nightmare. But there's an easy way to address both problems with one idea. Put your horror movie deep in the woods. The film follows five friends enjoying a bachelor's weekend in the woods, but what begins as a lighthearted romp turns tense when the men are fired upon by an unseen sniper. Now the group will have to battle infighting the elements and mounting injuries to get out of this alive. I wanted to like this movie more. The premise is solid, the actors are all great, and the, t and the title is excellent. But the movie has a lot of problems, the biggest of which I'll highlight here. Problem number one is that it's a one-trick pony. A movie with a lethal sniper is a great setup. It means the enemy is automatically harder to find and has an advantage over the presumably unarmed heroes. So either you have to evade or close the distance before striking back. It requires a few new wrinkles to maintain tension, but it's doable. Unfortunately, Prey seems to have one scene setup that it likes and enjoys. The setup goes as such. After being startled or shot at, our heroes go on the run from the sniper. They argue a bit, and they take off for their next location. That's just when they feel safe, a gunshot cuts the tension, and either someone is wounded or dead. Repeat for the rest of the movie. There's a few times that they change it up, but for the most part, that's the movie's rhythm. And considering how the gunshot sound is used like a jump scare, it's fair to say almost all of its scary moments are based around it. And number two is a, logis is a logic problem. Frequent readers and listeners know that I'm not a stickler for plot holes or a movie not making sense. Every movie takes place in a fantastical world with flawed flesh bags called humans. Not every moment needs to make sense, especially if it enhances a scene's impact. But Prey is loaded with logic problems that are impossible to ignore. The sniper themselves is a good place to start. In a similar movie, Downrange, much of the movie is dedicated to locating the sniper and trying to close the distance. The characters know where he is, and he doesn't move. While Prey's sniper moving around isn't a problem, the way they're portrayed is. While the group of five runs runs at speeds <laughs> speeds around everywhere, our sniper keeps showing up within their sight line seemingly a moment after they get to their next location, which makes no sense. Either she's an expert tracker or running when we don't see her, but even when she's in pursuit, she's casually walking everywhere. We've also got mo a motivation problem. Initially, it seems like the movie's going to keep the sniper's motivation vague or undiscussed, which is fine. You don't need to give each villain a clear motivation, and keeping it vague can keep things extra creepy. 
but once we do see the sniper's motivation, it's hard to piece together the logic behind their action. Without getting into the details, it seems like this is an indirect form of vengeance that has nothing to do with the men who the men are or what they're doing. They're just guys in the woods, so it's time to start firing. Even the final face-off doesn't make sense. And problem number three, why is this stuff here? It's normal for a survival thriller to address interpersonal tension, especially as people fight for their lives. In Prey, it feels like that's all there is, because the movie feels like it should be there. Does it add anything to the story? Not really. Does it make individual standoffs more tragic or tense? Again, not really. Considering the location and setup, you'd expect that this experience would bring out the worst in all of these people, but instead it uncovers a lot of everyday tension and easy-to-telegraph problems that also don't influence the plot. It honestly feels like this stuff is there to pay, pad the runtime or because they got a note that they needed to humanize the characters. The verdict is it's a misfire. Despite a great setup, Prey misses the mark. 3 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.